Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crack, aka Andres Podcast. Brought to you by somewhere in Grand Rapids, here, the greatest state in the world, where the amazing blue, the good old Washington Huskies. I was surprised. Everyone else, else maybe not. My buddy here, Parlay Sean's here. What's hey, going? it's great to be here. I mean, I don't know if I was surprised. I knew, I, figured I they would win. I didn't think they were going to win thirty-four to thirteen. I I was surprised because I thought they had I thought Washington had much better, better uh, elite receivers to catch difficult passes, but Penix couldn't throw the ball to anybody because of the pressure. And Edwards was amazing. That is my dark horse. Oh yeah, for Heisman. Heisman in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, because Corral is probably done. He's probably going to the NFL. I don't think he's going to make it to the NFL, but he'll make it to maybe uh, the G, um, uh, what do you call it, to the practice the squad. Canadian, I know. He probably, will be on a practice squad. He'll probably right? make it a practice squad. But let's just hop right into Jim Harbaugh. And because we're going to jump right into Jim Harbaugh, we're going to talk about the NFL as well. Before we do that, though, mm-hmm. as much as I love sports, yeah, nothing in sports is worth a fucking stabbing. And oh, I don't yeah. know if you saw this. Miami Sunday Dolphins. night, Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. Dude. Like, no one, I don't give a shit if you want to argue and debate. I mean, yeah, we sit here and we talk about sports. And, you know, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. You're a Lions fan. We've never really got into any real true arguments of fighting or pushing or doing anything stupid. That's because that's because Dallas is a primarily a lot better team in the franchise than But still Lions. Buffalo Miami I mean like why is a fan why is a fan getting stabbed like no I mean you can't even go to a game and root for your team and you get fucking stabbed Wait a second so the article that I read you the, 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 there must have been two or something because the article that I read that guy Like got he's shot. killed he got killed Yeah but I heard he got shot in the parking lot because of an over an argument on the way out So that must have been so, oh, my bad. It was a shooting. Yeah, it was. But in reality, it's a game. You can't live and die within the game of football. It's entertainment. All right? Even though I make fun of the idea of the WWE and, and how I think that the sport is kind of whacking, uh, put things together by quite a what's great coincidence, it's still a game. Those guys are people. Your fans are just people. But it's a game. Everyone wants to win. There's always going to be winners and losers. There's no reason to be going in the parking lot blowing someone's head off because because your team loses or your team wins. It was like a lose-lose. So one fan was already frustrated, and then they were driving. So did somebody cut somebody off based on what this article says? I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean. Look, I remember when I was uh, a uh, – we went to a Kalamazoo Luggins or whatever that team is called for hockey, A W A H L. And after the game, everyone left. But on the way out, people were drunk out of their mind. And one thing or another, you know, we're making a conversation with a driver, and the driver says, F you, and he forgets to put his brakes on and he hits the guy in front of him. So it happens from the point of. Little league to professional sports. Guess I mean, what? in the last year and a half, you got someone shot at a Bills game. You got that cornerback being carted off. 
Yeah. And then you had another defensive player this year cut it off. Bills Mafia. Wow. The I mean. Ma- what do you mean the Mafia? Well, that's what they call the Bills team. Oh. I mean the fans. But I'm oh, just yeah. saying the Bills fans have gone through a lot in the last year and a half. Well, they have, but still. No one deserves When I read shot. that, I thought it was maybe the New York Jets or Philadelphia Eagles. But nope. This time the Eagles is out escaping free from their uh, um, bad fan base. You guys got really got bad bands. So back to Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Jimmy. So Jimmy has options now. But Jimmy cannot go to the Bears. They're keeping their coach. And they fired like two offensive coordinators and defense coordinator. Yep. So the head coach must be a guy that all the players like. And to be honest with you, let's be honest. Justin Fields is going to stay. That's the only reason why I think they were going to keep him. And the Bears turned around their season 7-10. and 10. Yeah. They were it, only two games out of the playoffs. Exactly. And But Justin Fields isn't that bad. And then you have D.J. Moore. There's a connection right there. So those two guys get along real well. Justin Fields is a part quarterback, part running back. And what else are you going to get? You're probably going to get a new – they'll probably, they'll probably get a new running back. Herbert is not the man in that town. He's just not that good. He's not consistent. You think San Diego's going to be a new coach? Or a new football no, 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 no. I'm talking oh, about the Bears. The Bears running back is Herbert yeah. as well. I think it's Kayla or something like that. You're right. That That's what I'm talking about. So the point is, is this, is that they're going to keep Justin Fields. Justin Fields isn't going nowhere because in the draft pick, there's nothing no one out there really. really. Justin Fields isn't that bad. He just needs a better support system. Probably needs a better offense line, better offense coordinator, better play calls. The defense coordinator's got to come in, uh, shut down all the other NFC teams, and so on and so forth. So, so out of these teams, the Patriots, the Tennessee, because they fired Mike V. Ver- Mike Verbell. So you got the Titans job. You got the Patriots job. You got the Washington Commanders job. Redskins. That also, yes. I'm always going to call you the Redskins. You have the Atlanta Falcons job. You have the Carolina Panthers job. And you have the Seattle Seahawks job. And the Chargers. And the Chargers. That's seven openings. I tell you what. I tell you what. If if the Raiders do a butthead move. Oh, yeah, the Raiders. That's eight fucking jobs. If the Raiders do not do a butthead move and, and hire Antonio Pierce. He deserves a job. He deserves a job, of course. But... This is a scenario. I think there's only two teams that he'll go to, the Chargers and the Raiders. The reason why for the Raiders, because uh, the guy that owns the Raiders, he's kind of an a-hole, and he'll probably just like not care about Antonio Pierce's uh, turnaround for the team. And he'll probably just go for the gold pot at the end of the rainbow, Jim Harbaugh. You wouldn't go to Seattle? There's a lot of talent there. No, because you have to get rid of the Geno Smith. I think the Walker's a pretty good running back. Lockett's pretty good. Uh, Metcalf is pretty good. But the problem is that, in reality, Jim is almost 60 years old. He's okay. not He's not going to sit around and put a team together. I don't think he would want to. So the uh, two options is this, the Raiders and the Chargers. Chargers are supposed to the same division. What's that? Yeah, but they are. But you know what? It doesn't matter because Jim – Used to live in California, San Diego. He was a coach in San Diego uh, State, right? And what were they, Huskies? Or Aztecs. What's that? Aztecs, yes. So he knows that area pretty good. He knows that team is pretty good. Justin Herbert is a beast. He is 
even in college, Justin Herbert was better than J.J. McCarthy. Based on numbers, based on arms, and all that. Maybe not num- maybe not on numbers, but he's already got Eckler's running back. He's got Justin Herbert. He's got Mike Williams, and he's got Keelan Allen, another wide out. And they're tight end. You can come in and out with tight ends. So, I mean, tight ends can come and go besides Kelsey and maybe Laporta. But we'll talk about Laporta later. But You got the great defensive back. Yeah. The other Bosa. Bosa's. And you also got Mac for one more year, I think. Yeah. Kui Mac. So this is the only. That's the one team that I would say that it's probably It's a guarantee for him. It Harbuck. should be. Yeah, Harbuck. Unless he stays for the twelve, the $12.75 million the only per reason, year. The only reason why he wouldn't leave is because he understands now, I think he understands that the NFL is not for him. They're nine to one to win it all next year. The only team that's ahead of them is the seven to two, um, you Georgia Bulldogs. And the ironic thing is, the other teams that are up there are the Oregon Ducks, which is in the same division, and they play Big Ten. Big Ten. And Ohio yeah. State is also like nine to one. So they also play Michigan. So three out of the top four teams that are re- predicted to win it all are going to uh, have one loss or maybe even two losses. So yeah, yeah. So. Harbuck stays or he goes to San Diego, I feel like, more. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I don't know of all this talk. I did hear someone tell me that the only way that they that he would leave for sure if the NCAA uh, have other sanctions about him. There's another bullshit stuff about his uh, interaction with um, uh, kids who are not in the league yet. So if Harbuck does not go there... Is it Belichick's job? People say that Belichick is done. He's just done. He's He should take that. People say that he would probably take that job, but as a head coach for, for, for the ownership of the Chargers, Belichick's mental state of mind, the offense stuff is out of, is out of his reign. He just doesn't have it. And, and top of this, if he takes Patricia... Patricia's not going to he's gonna make the team even worse. He's not a good offense coordinator at all. So the only two people that we're gonna talk about with the Patriots is gonna be either Mike Verbrow is gonna go there. Or are they gonna be dumb and give it to Josh McDaniels? No. Josh McDaniels is not going to I mean that'd be stupid. He knows he's he's failed twice. I know. Why would you fail three times? Stupid. So we can both agree that the most intriguing jobs are San Diego and Oakland. Yeah. Or no, Las Vegas. Unless Mm -hmm. a miraculous quarterback goes to Seattle. But who? Who would you go there? Captain Kirk. Are you talking about Kirk Cousins? Is he done? They're talking either Denver or Seattle. Oh, they don't want him no more? That's a debate. That's... You, you, you know what? <laughs> I think the problem with Kirk Cousins is this. He's a decent quarterback for the CFL, but he just doesn't have that. He's like three and a half seconds late when he throws a football or in any condition way and what it is. And I'm not, you know what? I'm not a Michigan State fan, but I'm not even a Kirk Cousins fan, but I, I know when to be cool about it, nice about it, that you're just not that it guy. Because being in the NFL as a head, as a quarterback is tough. 
So we're gonna we're both gonna say that we think Mike Mike Varell is gonna be the next New England Patriots coach. Yeah. Yeah. So on this note, the one name Ben Johnson. I'm, ooh. From your Patriot or from the Lions? Ben Johnson could probably go to the Chargers. The only other part, okay, I like it because he was—he's the defensive coordinator, offense coordinator. He's the wise offense coordinator. And they would probably want to go with an offensive coach more than a defensive coach. Oh yeah, because they need Justin Herbert to have as someone that knows what the hell they're doing. And think about Eckler. My God, what a waste of a year for that poor guy. He gets out of the injury. They put him back in. He doesn't do stilly squat when he comes back. And that's probably a lot of doing with the offense coordinator dumbass bullshit. For politic reasons, San Diego did interview Kellen Moore, though. The Just the offensive coordinator. Well, the former Dallas Cowboys and, you know. Okay. So this is the one big name that I'm going to throw out there that somebody should hire and they should pay. And the only reason he's not that he wouldn't leave the big D, Dallas, is... They win a Super Bowl. Somebody needs to go get Dan Quinn. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And he took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl that one year with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name is going to be in the news for a lot of people. So the, here's the question. And he was also the defensive coordinator for Seattle. Does Dan Quinn go back home? You know, that's, that's my biggest prediction. Dan oh, Quinn going to Seattle. Oh, that makes sense. But... You, but here's the thing. A lot of these NFL teams are going with these, a lot of these offense coordinators. They're going away from the defense coordinator because it's okay to score 24 points per game. It's not okay to score 30. It's not okay for the defense to allow 35 points. So if you go with the offense coordinator, you know that you, you want at least 31 to 35 points per game. So Dan Quinn is a defense co- coordinator, and that would only mean that he would have to bring someone in as an offense coordinator, but then that means that you have to get rid of Geno Smith. I'm going to throw a huge curveball. Is there any of those NFL teams that I have mentioned willing, willing to buy out a college contract? I don't know. I mean, think about this. Does Lane Kiffin want to come back? Does Kelly want to leave LSU? Kelly, you know what? Those are two big names. But Kelly just got there. This would be his second or third year there, right? No, it would be his second year. So the likelihood of him leaving, probably not. Kirby. Kirby could probably leave because it's just Auburn. Auburn. Debo. Debo. Who does Debo? Clemson. See, that's the guy that I would think that would make that. I think that's the guy that I would assume he would just hop over to the NFL because eventually his run is done in the college football. Now he wants to be this offense, I mean, this new head coach for the NFL. That makes more sense. Or That, that really does. Or we have this lovely magazine sitting on your motherfucking table over there. Mr. Primetime himself. You know, I think, I think, I think in some ways it would be better for him to go to the NFL because he doesn't have to play the politics of college sports. He doesn't have to be politically correct with the players. 
He doesn't have to worry about them driving fancy cars or showing up with gold and silver and whatever. He probably should go to the NFL because he's much more relatable to NFL players. And he doesn't have to worry about, and he doesn't really care if those guys go uh, mingle with a bunch of a bunch of women. As long as they show up to work the next day or the by Sunday or Saturday. So you, I mean, can you say Lions fans have to worry about Ben Johnson? Like he's probably gone. He deserves he, a coaching job. He's probably gone if the Lions make it to the NFC Championship. Even if he doesn't, even if even if they don't make it there, I just think that Detroit would be totally lost without without him. I don't think you can replace him. Detroit, the thing about Detroit, it's been a problem in Detroit, is that they're one and done every 20 to 30 years. So this is their playoff season, and if they don't make it to the playoff championship or the NFC championship, we may not see another team like this for another 30 years. So you almost have to keep Ben Johnson there because without, without him, I just don't see Jared Goff being able to make uh, his own play calls with a new offense coordinator. And besides, who are you going to get? Ben Johnson leaves. Who are you going to grab? I don't know. I mean, would you go after Georgia's offense coordinator? Would you go after uh, Auburn, um, Oregon's coach, play uh, offense coordinator, Texas coordinator? Would you go? I mean, you would have to go to a team that that scores a lot of points. Well, Colorado's offense coordinator because all the talent that they have, but that team getting hurt all the time, it doesn't it doesn't help him out having a hurt quarterback and hurt receivers. So you have to really think about this. Detroit is probably one of those teams that would probably pay their offense coordinator too much money. But in this case, it's different for Detroit because they don't get there at all. If this was if this was the oh if this was Dallas or the 49ers or stuff like that, they wouldn't they wouldn't pay an office coordinator that much money because they would expect them to be there every four years. But Detroit's expected to make the playoffs every twenty years. Which is not good. No, it's not. No. So so I would I would assume that they would keep Ben Johnson, but Ben Johnson's probably gone. Does Brian Flores, the Minnesota defensive coordinator, did you have another chance? Defense coordinator? Former Miami Dolphin. Yeah. Well, uh, he could. I mean, the NFL is just recycling coaches. And that's what they do. Yeah, they, Frank Wright got fired after one fucking season. Yeah. He'd be, actually, you know what? If Ben Johnson leaves, I think Frank Wright would be a great. That would be a great offensive coordinator because look at what he did with the Eagles. Yeah, and plus, besides, you know what, uh, Jared Goff needs is a veteran uh, head um, offense coordinator, quarterback coach, someone that could take his so-called hand and show him the kind of the different ropes to it. Maybe that's what they need: more veteran, more type of coach, head. and I think he'll get along with uh, Dan Campbell. I think those two guys could get, could get along real well. But then that means where could Frank Wright go if he's already been fired? He could go to 
Seattle. He could go to Denver. Maybe Atlanta. Well, Atlanta, no, not Denver, not Denver. Denver's close. Yeah, maybe Atlanta. So if Frank Wright doesn't get picked up, that's probably and Ben Johnson leaves. Frank Wright is probably the guy. You need a veteran quarterback coach. He and he is a good offensive coordinator. Yeah. So that's something that you make a good point. I like that point. That's probably the best one of the best points you made. Yeah, I like that. So we'll go through. I I guess we'll we'll go through the games right now for the for the uh, for the wild card. So the first game we have Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, the Browns versus the Texans. They this have, is intriguing. This is so weird because they have. They have two and a half points for Cleveland. Yeah, because Amari Cooper's coming back. Yeah, but still, come on. I mean, you're gonna give it to you're gonna give the edge to C.J. Stroud. Oh yeah, he's he's on a roll. That team's at home. Nico, they play so much better at home. I mean, everything's. I just don't think that Cleveland has a running game, and you need a running game. You don't like Ford? Ford's good, but he's better than Singletary, right? Yeah. Yeah, completely better. But C.J. Strong is your running back. He can get out of that pocket. He can run for 10, 15 yards per down, maybe 10, 4 yards per down slide. He can throw the football. And you got Kareem Hunt. And you got the story of the Cleveland Browns going through four quarterbacks. The 38-year-old Joe Flacco coming off the couch. What else could you ask for versus the young gun C.J. Stroud? Yeah. Possibly the rookie of the year competition with the, obviously the wide receiver that we talked about with the Rams. Like C.J. Stroud is up for it. You got the old man versus the running gun. I mean, we know what. I think the only advantage that Cleveland has is... Joe Flacco's experience to control the game with with two minutes to go in the game. I feel with two minutes to game to go in the game, if the ball is in Joe Flacco's hand, I think they would win. And I can't really say the same thing about CJ Strong, even though he's come back multiple times this year. So that is very much impossible. Flacco wants a matchup with his old team, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Which Yeah. That is a very good possibility second round matchup. That'd be a classic oh, you know what'd be so weird? Cleveland Brown expansion against the old Cleveland Brown who ran away from Cleveland went to Baltimore. So you have this clash of the of the two Clevelands, one's Baltimore and one's Cleveland, but still that Baltimore team should have never left the original Cleveland Brown land. So Browns versus Texans, NBC, 4.30 Saturday afternoon. It's going to be a tight one. I I still think, you know what, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Texans take it. I just think they're younger. They got no sense of losing. Browns were in the best division in football this year, the only division that had winning records. Yeah, they did. They did. But I, something, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a curse for the Browns and the Detroit Lions, and that kind of wavers their head. <laughs> so that, I think that's, to me, what I'm going after, the okay. curse of the old two school teams from the 1950s. 
That's the curse that both of these teams have to overcome. And besides, we really want to see the Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people do. Just to make the NFL old school again before those damn Packers won that first Super Bowl. So Browns-Texans is a really tough matchup, and maybe you just want to pick players to do it or I, take the Browns plus five and a half, bump it up. Yeah. You or not five that. and a half, take them. I guess you could, I would, okay, if you're going to take a, I would take the Texans plus five and a half. Yeah. At home. Or you, what you do is flip it. Browns go, plus three and a half? Yep. But then you got to put it in a parlay, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know what? I would put C.J. Stroud for so many yards, and I would put Joe Flacco for so many yards. Amari Cooper scores a touchdown, and so does Nico. Yep. I think that's I think that's the way to do it. That's a good way. That's a good idea. So the nightcap. The, are we talking about the Dolphins and the Kansas City first? Yes, that is the nightcap that day. Oh, you're right. The Chiefs and the Dolphins, and if you don't have fucking Peacock, you better get to a bar. Yep. Yep. So the Dolphins and Kansas City. They have Kansas City four and a half, but the game is going to be primarily five below zero. Yeah, it's zero degrees with a negative fucking eleven degree wind or ten wind chill almost. So I almost would give the Kansas City the advantage because they're always in the cold. The Dolphins, I can't even to a Tia. I, I just can't see him throw the ball that well, and Waddle, and what do you got? I mean. But basically, what you're going to see a lot is uh, Tariq Hill catching the ball. With How him. ironic is this? In a first, first, first round matchup, Tyreek Hill has to come to Kansas City, just like Matthew Stafford has to come to Detroit Sunday night. I know. It's great. Good times. And I could see this is what I like. You said it was plus three and a half or minus three. What's, what's, what is it for the Chiefs? Four and a half points. Oh. Yeah, for yeah for Kansas. City. I'm bumping it up to six and a half and taking the fucking Dolphins. Oh, so you go plus six and a half for the Dolphins, because the problem with the, the problem with Kansas City is this: they don't have anybody to catch the fucking ball. Well, they have Rice, but Rice can sometimes not. Well, Mahomes is sometimes not consistent. I think that's something that we need to talk about. Mahomes is not a consistent because. Kelsey's got his pecker in someone else and some girl named Swift and he's probably getting all flustered by it. I shouldn't have said that out loud. You could take, if you really <laughs> wanted to get, get it at a full touchdown, you could take the Miami Dolphins at plus seven and a half and the Los Angeles Rams at seven and a half. Okay. Even money. Even fifty dollars wins one hundred and four. Yeah, and and if the Lions can pull off a miracle, they win by seven. You still win. Yeah. If the Chiefs win by seven, you still win. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably. So I would take the Dolphins plus seven and a half. That's something I would almost. I mean, Sean's pretty good at his parlays. Even though we make fun of him that he loses a lot, but when it comes down to parlays and flipping numbers, Sean's pretty good at that. He's really good at that, actually. So I do take a lot of Sean's advice, but but the Chiefs probably win because of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, oh yeah, oh. Excuse us. The Saturday. Oh wait a second. Here we go. My what? Oh, I thought my. Uh, so Chiefs win. Yeah, Chiefs win. Texans Browns is a tough uh, toss up. Yep. Now so, on to Sunday. 
So the Steelers against the Bills. 17 consecutive over 500 record Mike Tomlin. First give a shout out to that. That is a huge fucking success. That's crazy. And this still goes back to this. He is the coach that put the African Americans on the map and that made it that every single year, no matter what vacancy is. So even though all these seven teams have to politically interview, every single one of those NFC or NFL teams has to at least have one African American coach. Well, they have to. Well, they have to. Uh, um, they don't have to hire. They don't have to hire, but they have to, to interview at least one black coach. Yeah, which is. I'll get into that some other time because it's not important right now. But Tomlin's cool. a great coach. It's cool that Tomlin is is still here and about. A lot of people don't like him. Pittsburgh. Well, I think he's just consistently bad and good at the same time. He doesn't panic. He goes for it sometimes. He punts it. More than the way he should. He's not about always all about the analytics of the game. He gets his team to go on a on a winning streak. It just doesn't look flashly like flashy like Detroit Lions or the Dallas Cowboys or the Kansas City Chiefs or the Dolphins. He's just very consistent and and very projection of how the thing is supposed to be done. The Bills are a really, really good team. The spread went up from eight and a half to ten already. Yeah, but you know what? But you know what? The reason why that is because the Steelers, if they start Randolph, they're gonna be screwed. Pickett, they're still gonna be screwed. I still think Pickett's better cornerback, but that's why. And to tell you the truth, the only person that go keep the Steelers in the game is the other quarterback, Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, throws it back. Yeah, I'm serious. That's the only guy who's going to actually keep the Pittsburgh in the game is his dumb, in a moment, 40-yard pass that the receiver is nowhere around and the defensive safeties are there to catch it. So that's the only thing. So there. I mean, this game is either going to be a blow or it's going to be close. Well, this Buffalo is Buffalo wins for sure. But I would exactly go with six or touchdown because he's only got eight. Who's so going in? Sigs. Diggs. Diggs, okay. They have to throw it to him, and then he's going to get open. Josh Allen will score again a rushing touchdown because he does every fucking game. Yeah, and that's something that, you I mean, that guy's ballsy. One of these days, he's going. He's not going to get up. He'll be, oh, Sean, he's pooping <laughs> his pants again. So that was something I would do. Steelers, I would stay away from anything about uh, same game parlays as the players. Maybe Najee. Najee for 60 yards. Or a touchdown. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 60 yards or 50 yards at least. So we both agree Buffalo wins. Yeah. The 430 game. This the is lovely playoff matchup. Some people think it's a trap game for Dallas. Not with a 16-game winning streak at yeah, home. But that's still a trap game for them because it's a 16-game winning streak. They shouldn't lose at all. They should at least blow them out by at least a touchdown or two. At least... They should, they should win by, excuse me, they should at least win by 10. Just because the talent-wise of, of C.J. Lamb. Yeah. And Todd Tree Prescott's playing pretty hot. So, thank you for bringing that up. Everybody wants to say that motherfucking Lamar Jackson is the lock for the fucking MVP. 16 games played. Dak has played 17. Total yards for Lamar, 4,499. 
Total yards for Dak, 4,758. Total touchdowns for Lamar, 29. Dak, 38. Total turnovers. Lamar has more at 13. Dak has 11. Hmm. Completion rating, Lamar has 67.18. Completion rating, Dak, 69.4. Player passing rating, Lamar, 102.7. Dak, 105.9. So, technically... Prescott should win. But reality, Lamar Jackson will win. Well, probably the upset. Well, it's not going to be upset because everyone's picking Lamar to win. But Prescott should be the upset pick. But here's why they're not going to pick Prescott. No one likes Prescott. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Nobody longed No one gave any absolute doubt to Lamar and looking if they would have picked his motherfucking ass up, they'd probably be winning the division. You know, Exactly, but Prescott, no. Lamar Jackson got lucky because someone called the Baltimore Ravens uh, wide receiver coach and said, hey, you better get your shit together because Lamar Jackson does not want to be here anymore unless you Their owner's an asshole. They did the same fucking thing to Joe Flacco. Yeah, but we And won a ring, motherfucker. Yeah, but he did that after he won a win. After he won the ring. He threw him out of the window, didn't he? The contract wasn't up for debate, and then they had to pay him a shit ton. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, they're not giving him the talent, but finally they give him the talent. Flowers and Obeckham. Flowers, you're fine. And Likely. Sure. Likely's a freaking stud yeah. after losing Andrews. Exactly. So you're you're very welcome by every podcaster out there, Lamar Jackson, for getting on the Ravens GM and ownership for, for effing you over every year besides this year. So the Ravens are still going to be the the prime pick to win the Super Bowl. But Prescott technically should be the MVP if it's come down to you and him. But the problem is that Prescott, he's got that weird attitude about You never know what's going to happen. And you are right. This is As much as I love my Cowboys, it is a trap game. Yeah. And this is a trap game because love isn't as bad as he looks. And and AJ, AJ. Dylan. No. Who's the other running AJ back? AJ Green. AJ Green. Is back and mm-hmm. he's on fire, and they got Dylan. So Dylan and we got Watson, and they got my boy Jalen Reed. So they, if if Green Bay can put things together in the first and second half and keep the game close, they have a chance. But I just don't see them controlling CJ. CJ Lamb. I just don't see it. I think that they and the other wideouts. Sorry, it was Aaron Jones we were talking Aaron about. Jones, yeah, but think about this. If C.J. Lamb gets a touchdown, there's all the guys on that same team. Cook will get a touchdown maybe because you put two guys on C.J. Lamb. It'll be Cook all by himself. And you got their tight end too. Yeah. But, so the Cowboys should win. Mm-hmm. Now we're to our home state. Oh, my God. I'm Lions, so, Rams. I'm so stressed out about this. I feel like if you're a Detroit Lions fan, keep in your mind, Matthew Stafford is number one, enemy number one. He is not your friend. He's that a-hole that couldn't get us there to anywhere. He's the guy that ended Kelvin Johnson's career because he threw the ball way too high all the time, and Kelvin Johnson had to come down and sprain his ankles. So keep it that way. Come Although, on, Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Otherwise, Matthew Stafford— He had to sit through shit show years in fucking Detroit. And they finally let him go because they knew he deserved it. And his wife was going through a bunch of shit and didn't want to freeze their fucking ass off anymore and be 
tormented in failure over and over and over. And the one thing you have to do is give him respect. At least he didn't walk away like Barry Sanders did. And they made a trade to get Jared Goff, and he took a team like the Rams to the Super Bowl. Okay. Saying that, yes, that's true. That's very true. That's all 100% true. But at this point... He is the enemy number one. He is the number one, the enemy number one. Do not feel bad for him. If his face turns inside <laughs> out and you bury him underground, upside down. Hutchinson. If Hutchinson buries him on, 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 upside down and on the 50-yard line of Detroit, we can have a memorial and a funeral for him the same day. And the Lions would win a playoff game. Yeah. It's more important for Detroit to win a playoff game. Please. And they would get a rematch with the Dallas Cowboys. And I really don't care if they win or lose. <laughs> but that's the game that de- even Dallas could be more in danger by. Because usually... Rematches are not good. Not good. And Dallas, again, Prescott is sometimes the greatest quarterback in the world. Or he's our worst enemy. He, or a he crutch. Can, or he can be a crutch, yes. And Jared Goff, I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. If you are feeling pressure, either just go down or throw the ball completely out of bounds. Who is even your backup t- uh, backup t- uh, tight end? Like, I mean, this does have to hurt you a little bit not having Laporta. Oh, I don't even really know his name. I don't even really know his name. But yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we don't I mean, know who the other fucking tight end. Is. Sorry. Look, you got Reynolds. You got C.J. Brown. You got you got Williams. Detroit's going to have. Look, the one thing Detroit is going to have to do with Jared Goff is go deep with Jerome with Williams. you got to open up the field so that the running game becomes more relevant and easy for us to, to go by the running game. I think, I, think, I think Detroit's front line is better than the Rams. Not saying that Donaldson, is that his name, Donaldson? Yeah. The Rams uh, defense guy? Yeah. Not saying that he won't get in the backfield, we have a better defense line. And we might have a better offense line. And remember this. Both Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff are horrible quarterbacks to run out of the pocket under pressure. So there's turnovers to be made. The team with less turnovers and less penalties will win the game. That's the bottom line. For the love of God, do not make me swear and cuss on the next episode of this because I will blow my mind if Detroit loses this game to Matthew Stafford. I will not watch any more playoff games this year. So are you ready for this? This is a total of 26 receptions for 160 yards with the other three tight ends and five touchdowns. Who's our other? Who's the other? Well, it's three freaking tight ends and they have five touchdowns for 160 yards. That's what you're working with. So maybe your tight ends. We'll, so maybe we'll just have a bunch of tight ends score a bunch of touchdowns. Or just put your big guys out there and try to score. Yeah. And report as eligible. Yeah. You, you Remember, know. to report as eligible. Oh, you know, I get <laughs> I know. You should get it. Exactly. We have we got offense we got offense of well, yeah, we have an offense of line guys who can't shoot football. My God, I swear. If that guy is refereeing that game, which he is not. can't. It was his last game against the Steelers versus Ravens last week Saturday. They're ineligible for this. My God. He's okay, so I'm sorry. As a as we're in the state of Michigan, this is Detroit Lions country. Um, 
This is a game that you take player props. Um, pick between Gibbs. Pick between Montgomery. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Take Brown to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking at the other side, probably mm-hmm. take Cooper Cup or Naka as a touchdown. Okay, yeah. Um, probably passing yards, maybe for both up or down for both. Both of them. I would at least go two twenty-five for each of them. The spread is the Rams plus three. I mean, if you're gonna put something in a parlay and you're sitting there and you only have two and you want one more. You take the Rams to four and a half or five and a half. Yes. And even if the Lions win 27 24 mm-hmm. or 20, 28 24, mm-hmm. the Rams still cover the spread. Yeah. Two things are going to happen. Either the Lions are going to win by four or less, or the Rams are going to come into Detroit and Matthew Stafford is going to win the game. Oh my God. I know that is not what you want to hear, Michigan. You either win the game close or Matthew Stafford. Knocks you off. Dude, I'm going to be so flustered. And the thing is about this that game, I wish it was a Saturday night game. But it's a Sunday night game. You know what that means? Every Michigan fan out there, everybody that's a Detroit Lions fan out there, if, if, if Detroit Lions lose, I'm pretty sure we're going to run right through the cops. And we're like, 80 miles an hour right down the highway. We don't even care. But if the Lions win, we'd be the happiest people in the world. We'll pull ourselves over to help the cops out. Oh, I'm right here, officer. I ran over 10 miles an hour. So final game in the first round. This is the first time in NFL history that we're having a Monday night football game. It's between the Tampa Bay Bucks, the four seed, in the roller coaster downslide of the Philadelphia Eagles that could have had the outright number one seed over even the 49ers, the Lions, and the Cowboys because it ended up being a three-way tie at 12-5. and five. The Eagles have lost five of six, 11-6, not looking good. Baker Mayfield's already got a $750,000 bonus. If he wins a division game, he gets another five hundred or 750000 Buccaneers have a lot of talent. They actually probably have a better running back. Like, the Bucks are getting three points at home. And you got a little bit of a pinky issue with good old Hurts. And A.J. Brown is questionable. I'm all about the Bucks and the points. Well, yes. But you're saying that Swift is not as good as... Who's the running back for? White. Really? You think Swift is not as good as White? I don't believe that. There's no way. Swift is hot. The problem with the the problem like Taylor with, Swift. <laughs> the no the the problem that you have with 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 the Philadelphia Eagles is that pinky finger issue with Jalen Hurts. He can't grip the ball. He, his accuracy is totally off. Um, AJ Brown isn't going to be playing. He's questionable. He probably, even if he does play, he's probably not going to be a key. You are right. Swift is hot. He had a thousand yard game. Yeah. So I don't think that that running game is not going to be the problem. So actually, Swift might have the upper leg because he Rashad White had nine ninety, but but still, he I had mean, more touchdowns. Swift is much more. Who had White had more touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I just think that I think for some reason I think this game is going to be close. Obviously, but I think if you get. I don't know. I think if you get Baker Mayfield's head a little bit in the first half, you could be all right. 
it's just going to be if Jalen Hurts will just stop throwing the ball into someone else's team and runs outside the pocket and gains his five, six, seven yards, that could probably save you. And then you throw, I don't know if they still have that tight end. Good doubt. Yeah, he's back. He's back. So make you more efficient on the good de- good debt. So do that. But I think with make Baker Mayfield, if you can get to him, you can make things a lot harder for them to win. But I think Sean's right. You take, you you take. I would take plus five and a half for Philly. Who's? I'd take Tampa Bay plus five and a half. Oh, you mean Same, it's a, a, in Tampa? It's in Tampa, but so wait a second. Does uh Philly's favored? Philly's favored by two. Really? Oh no, Philly's favored by three. Wow. Oh yeah. So that makes more sense. Then I would take the Buccaneers plus five and a half. That makes more sense. And to tell you the truth, I would almost take Baker Mayfield over two twenty-five yards. And then I would probably take uh. Either uh, Evans touchdown, or I would take Swift with a touchdown. I think Swift is going to get the ball a lot. So, other than football, two things that was important last night: number one, number two in the country go down. Purdue loses. Oh yes, yeah, to the Nebraska Cornhuskers by sixteen, and Houston loses to Iowa State by four or five. Um, UConn loses their star player, so he's not playing against Xavier tonight. And that's, you know, we'll be starting more on college basketball. I don't know if Andre has to add anything else, but I have to go to a meeting. So one more I'm thing, almost out. Juwan Howard is going to be gone by the end of the year. He's done. He can't coach college ball. He fights with people on his own team. How's that possible? Be like Mike, be like Izzo. Yell at, yell at the players and make friends with your coaches. <laughs> that's, I guess that's the key point with Izzo. Rebound the basketball. Detroit, hire Izzo on his off days. Learn how to rebound the basketball, please. Stop looking at someone shooting the ball. Just rebound. All right. Peace, love. Thank you for uh, popping up back here. Probably Sean. Always great to be here. You can find me at on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podfriend, anywhere you can download your podcast shows, I mean episodes and whatever. Um, thank you, everybody. Peace.